It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back to another edition of the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes from Goodyear, Arizona. Hoynesy, uh, the Guardians again, uh, jumping out to a lead and, and uh, winning their second straight uh, Cactus League game yesterday uh, against the Padres in Peoria. Uh, what'd you see from uh, the the Guardians that you liked yesterday? Uh, the offense, uh, you know, uh, coming two days in a row. Yeah, for sure, Joe. Uh, you know, they get 11 hits for the second day in a row. Um, David Fry hits a home run. Another young guy, Milan uh, Tolentino, hits a home run, a two-run homer. Uh, they've hit five home runs in the last two games. Doesn't look like the team that finished last in the big leagues in home runs. But, you know, this is the desert, and there's mirages out here, but it's encouraging. Um, you know, the first inning was really uh, kind of uh, – you know, Guardians baseball personified, uh, Joe. Um, uh, you know, Quan leads off with the double. Um, uh, then uh, Miles Straw hitting in the number two hole, um, draws a walk. Uh, Andres Jimenez advances the runners with a ground out. And uh, Josh, Josh Naylor drives him in, both runs in with a single to right. How many times did we see that last year? We probably didn't see it enough, but it looked like, uh, you know, kind of a replay from last year. Yeah, and all that was off of Joe Musgrove, uh, you know, a guy who uh, they've, they've, you know, had uh, not a lot of success off of in the past. So uh, this is, uh, you know, a good sign that they, they were able to, at least the, the top of the lineup, the the guys who you expect to be there regularly. Uh, but you, you mentioned Miles Straw being in that um, uh, number two hole. What would you think of that? Is that sort of, uh, you know, vote trying to, uh, you know, maybe play around with the lineup a little bit, or is it just trying to get uh, Straw some extra at-bats here in spring training? I think it's a little of both, Joe. He, uh, you know, he said, you know, obviously he's going to run a lot of people through the leadoff spot and the number two spot to get some extra at-bats. But he says he's also going to look at a lot of different guys this spring in those two spots. And I don't think anybody's going to displace a Quan in the leadoff spot. But you know, that number two spot's wide open. And it's kind of an interesting uh, move with Straw. You know, when you think about it, two years ago, Quan knocked him out of the leadoff spot all the way down to the bottom of the lineup. And he really never kind of recovered um, you know, offensively at least. Uh, and yesterday, you know, he draws a big walk. He doubles, makes a great play in center field while hitting second. You know, he, he looks like kind of a different guy. Somebody, 
you know, he, he's uh, he's intent this spring, I think, to uh, kind of keep that center field job. They brought a lot of competition in there, but you know, it, it's kind of a kind of an interesting. Uh, interesting uh you know one-two punch especially when when you think you know jose ramirez is going to uh he's going to be bouncing between the third and the third and second spot you know most you know for this spring and for most and once the regular season starts so they're going to need a number two hitter when uh you know he's hitting third yeah i read that miles straw you know uh hit the weight room uh added added some uh some bulk some muscle uh maybe in an attempt to drive the ball a little bit more uh, than he had uh, in, in the past. Uh, just, uh, you know, the it, when, you, when you see the team make a deal for a guy like Estevan Florial, I, I mean, that sort of sends a message right there. Do you think uh, he, he received that message in the offseason and, and has, has been putting in the work? Yeah, definitely. He said he's gained 10 pounds. Um, you know, he went to a couple of the hitting clinics with uh, – with uh, Chris Faleka, you know, one in Columbus, I think one in they were in New Orleans, maybe. <clears throat> so he's, you know, he's been, he said he's worked harder this winter than he's ever worked before. You know, he knows it's a big spring for him. He knows it's a big year for him. And he, you know, he wants to perform. He still doesn't know exactly what happened offensively, but uh, this is a guy, you know, trying to hang on to his job. Yeah, it's uh, clearly they've, they've got uh, other candidates that, that can play the spot. Uh, it's not just enough that he's a, uh, an elite uh, gold glove level uh, defensive center fielder. He's got to do the job at the plate and uh, looked like yesterday was a, a step in the right direction, I guess. Uh, uh, you mentioned David Fry uh, and, and the home run that, uh, that he hit. Uh, there was uh, some conversation yesterday about David Fry and, and focusing on catching. Uh, one of the reasons why he was in there yesterday was because Bo Naylor was was scratched. What's uh, the latest on Bo Naylor uh, and and his uh, his health situation? Yeah, Bo Naylor, you know, was scheduled to DH yesterday. Uh, it was a late scratch because of back spasms. Uh, Stephen Vogt said he probably he wouldn't play today as well, just out of uh, you know caution. Um, but he thought it wasn't a, a, a big thing and he should be back in the lineup. Um, you know, on Wednesday, Wednesday or Thursday at the latest, uh, you know, and, uh, you know, in, in talking about David Fry, who was, you know, kind of a, one of the one of the Guardians uh, utility guys last year. Uh, he says he wants him to concentrate solely on catching this spring. And if they need him to start moving around later in camp, he will. But they want to, you know, they want to him. Uh, they want to see him catch. And he caught yesterday. Did you know handled the handled the staff well, and in the uh, first inning hit a two run homer. So that's you know that's always a good way to uh, break break you know start your spring season. Yeah, he had a nice uh, nice catch on a, a you know a foul pop that was hit back by the screen. Uh, you know making those kind of plays. It, uh, you, you kind of forget that you know he hasn't been a full time major league catcher. Uh, you know, in in his career, he has had all that variety of experience, and you know, lugging around all the different gloves that he has to for uh, uh, all that. I'm sure the uh, you know, telling him to focus in spring training like that uh, is is probably welcome news. He doesn't have to take a uh, you know, as many bags of equipment out to the fields every day if he's just focusing on catching. He's still got to take all that the catcher's gear, but. Uh, what, what can be the advantages of telling a guy like David Fry, Hey, uh, you know, just relax and focus on the catching and, and, you know, we'll worry about the versatility and all the other stuff later. 
uh, it, it does, does that maybe help him focus in and, and, you know, maybe produce a little, a little bit more here in these spring training games? Yeah. You know, I think it, it, it does, Joe, I think he's all in favor of it. You know, he says, you know, probably his versatility is his best ticket to, uh, to, uh, you know, make it a ball club, but uh, I think he's willing to do this. Uh, you know, I think he wants to, you know, kind of hone in on catching and, uh, you know, and still he's got, you know, that other tool in his bag that he can play. He can play first base. He can play right field. He can play left field. Uh, you know, he can help the club out there. And in a lot of ways, he's kind of mirroring, uh, you know, Vote's career. Vote said, you know, he, he was always uh, that kind of player, even though, you know, he caught, he was, he went to two all-star games as a catcher, but, you know, he, he played all over the diamond. So, you know, there's a spot for guys like this, but I, I think the main thing is, you know, catching, you know, he doesn't want, I don't think he wants Fry to do it, like be a halfway catcher. You know, he want he, he feels like if you're going to catch, you've really got to concentrate on the job. And it's a lot easier going from catcher to first base or to right field than it is going from first base or right field to catcher because catching there's a lot of stuff on their plate you know the calling the games framing pitches working with the pitchers uh so i think he wants him to have that that background and you know when you look at it you know uh the the depth they don't really have a lot of catching depth so uh who knows if fry you know doesn't make the club he's got options he could start the year at, at columbus and then still come up and help them you know, if they need another catcher uh, or if he's, you know, or a versatile guy. Uh, they And last year they carried three catchers for most of the season. Mm -hmm. I don't know if they'll do that again. But, uh, you know, so I, I think this is how, this helps him either way. Yeah, it's a rough position physically. Uh, you know, you, you probably at some point need more than just two catchers to get through an entire season. Uh, and, and it demonstrated by, you know, back spasms out of, out of nowhere on a, a, a random uh you know, spring training game. So, uh, yeah, having a, a guy like that who, who's reliable back there, I think is, is great. And especially when your manager is a former catcher like Steven Vogt and, you know, voter said he, uh, he, he likes catcher home runs. That's uh it's always a bonus. He, he, he was, he was real happy about that. And he said, Fry was able to, to steal a couple of strikes there in that game and, and, you know, called a good game behind the plate when he was back there. So, uh, also really good. Uh, also got uh, a good look uh, for a couple of innings at Ben Lively, uh, the guy who, uh, you know, went two innings, uh, started the game for Cleveland. Uh, what would you think of Ben Lively and, and where do you put him in terms of that mix with uh, some of the other non-roster invitees? Yeah, an interesting guy. And he's not he's a roster guy, Joe. He's, oh, he is. I'm sorry. He's a free agent. Yeah, you know, he, he signed a major league contract. One of the few guys that did. So you probably forgot. But I mean, they only signed Austin Hedges and Lively to big league deals, I think, this winter. So, uh, you know, he, um, but he pitched well, you know, two innings, two scoreless innings, uh, gave up, uh, you know, gave up one hit. But, uh, you know, looks, uh, you know, he's a he's an experienced guy. Uh, Fry was raving about him. You know, he can he I asked him what he threw what kind of what what pitches he throws. And he said, I throw everything. And so <laughs> this is a guy, you know, that was. Uh, Originally drafted by Cleveland in 2010, he didn't sign. Then he, you know, signed a couple of years later with uh, the Reds. He's he's bounced around. He's pitched in the big leagues with Philly and, and Kansas City, uh, and uh, you know, he pitched with Cincinnati last year. He's pitched in Korea. 
Uh, Fry was saying this guy knows how to pitch. And, uh, you know, I think he, you know, Vote said he's, he can fill that role of, uh, he can pitch one inning in relief. He can start. He can be a long guy. You know, I see him kind of in, in a direct competition with uh, Carlos Carrasco for, uh, you know, one of those spots on a 12 man staff. Sort of like that uh, Tyler Clippard role, uh, you know, a few years back and, and the, just the, uh, the, the versatility and the ability to go out there, you know, start those, uh, the, those short starts a little bit and, and, uh, you know, give innings is, and, and really this, this club is going to need a guy like Lively to, to fill some innings, uh, eventually. Cause, uh, again, you're going to have a young staff again this year. It's, it's, it's going to happen that they're going to need a guy to, to come in and pitch, uh, you know, from, from time to time. Another young guy who, who went out and pitched well yesterday, scoreless inning for Tim Heron. Uh, obviously, uh, Heron, when you talk about him, all of the, the measurables and all the visuals and everything is, it, it looks really good. Uh, it's just, can this kid throw enough strikes to, to, to make him, to carve out a spot on the, on the, the big league roster? Uh, what'd you think of Tim Heron yesterday? Yeah, uh, you know, very good. Uh, you know, scoreless inning, you know, both of Vote and Fry kind of raved about him. They said his stuff is in the zone, his, you know, off, his breaking stuff when he, they said when he's in the zone, he's he's really kind of almost unhittable. This is a guy, you know, that had kind of a day or night season last year. He made five trips to Cleveland, wasn't real good in Cleveland, but was lights out at Columbus. So, you know, a left-hander, uh, kind of really an interesting guy, Joe. He, he throws strike. When he throws strikes, he's very effective. Yeah, the, the, the early, early, early comparisons that we got on uh, Tim Heron, uh, from Tito way back a couple of years back was, uh, you know, he could be an Andrew Miller type. And that's uh, that's a lot to live up to for uh, for a young lefty like Tim Heron. So we'll see his, as he continues to develop. Speaking of uh, lefties, uh, Anthony Ghost back on the mound. Uh, it's a uh, that is the ultimate story of uh, perseverance. I think, uh, you know, seeing Anthony Ghost get back up there on the mound, uh, kind of an up and down outing for him. Uh, but he was out there throwing in a, in a major league spring training game. Uh, Got to be, uh, you know, uh, again, another uh, example of uh, just, uh, you know, fighting back after the, the, the Tommy John surgery. Uh, and now here, Anthony Ghost is back on the mound throwing and, and throwing in the 90s uh, in a game for the Guardians. Yeah, uh, you know, Vogt was really excited to see him out there. This is a guy that spent, you know, all last year rehabbing in Goodyear. He had the Tommy John uh, in September of 2022, uh, you know, he, and, you know, left-hander just, and, you know, this guy's 30, 31, Joe. So he's no, you know, it's not like he's 25, but he came, you know, so he's back on the mound, you know, he's a little rusty, you know, uh, to, he, he loaded the bases and had to leave with the bases loaded with two outs, but still he, he was back there, uh, you know, vote really liked his velo. So, you know, another guy to watch. And, uh, you know, he's like a feel good story. You know, the converted outfielder that, that made it back to the big leagues as a pitcher. You know, he's he's a good story right there. And still the nicest guy on the planet when you talk to him. Right. I mean, this is uh, by all accounts, uh, the, the best teammate you'll ever have uh, if, if you're in that clubhouse for the Guardians. Yeah, good dude. Definitely a good, good guy. And, uh you know he's been through the ups and downs of the game, and he's still hanging in there. So, you 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 pull for guys like that. All right, uh, on the schedule uh, ahead today, uh, you know, want to uh, let our listeners know 
Uh, if you're you're listening along, you can follow along, uh, get text updates from Hoynes and uh, from me uh, throughout spring training. If you subscribe to our Guardian subtext, uh, go to cleveland.com slash subtext or uh, send a text message to 216-208-4346. It's $3.99 a month to subscribe. Uh, and, uh, you know, you get updates from uh, from Paul uh, out there at Goodyear. Uh, you know, for me, uh, as as news and, uh, you know, signings and anything like that breaks, uh, and we'll uh, we'll keep you updated that way. Uh, Xavion Curry on the mound today as the uh, the Guardians, uh, you know, get back uh, going at, at Goodyear. Uh, what else can we expect, uh, you know, in, in terms of pitching uh, for uh, today and, uh, you know, looking ahead the rest of this week? Yeah, Curry's starting, uh, followed by, you know, Hunter Gaddis, um, um, uh, Berea, Enright, Zuber, Aller, and Ailman are, 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 you know, scheduled to follow him to the mound. Um, Carlos Carrasco's throwing a bullpen, and uh, Logan Allen and uh, Tanner Bybee are throwing simulated games, which means they're going to be on. The, they're going to be pitching in uh, Cactus League games either late this weekend or or, or next week, Joe. Yeah, that's uh, you know good to hear. Those those guys will be starting to make their debuts uh, in the next uh, you know within the next week or so. Uh, good to see that uh, coming up. Uh, we got an announcement from uh, the uh, from the Guardians about an upcoming game uh, in June. Uh, I believe it's June twenty second. Uh, they will be hosting the uh, Toronto Blue Jays, and I don't know, uh, Hoynes, are you a big uh, a, a big uh, Shaq Diesel fan, a big uh, rap fan? <laughs> uh, we we uh, will be writing our post game stories in the press box, and uh, Shaq Diesel, uh, Shaquille O'Neal, will be out on the infield uh, with a post game concert that all uh, all those who have tickets to the game uh, can attend. Uh, it's uh, that you can also purchase a $25 upgrade to be on the infield uh, up close uh, to Shaq. And, and uh, otherwise, if you just want to sit in your seats, uh, I, I couldn't tell you any of his his uh, his hits or his songs. But uh, it should be interesting to to look up after a, a, it's a four o'clock game. So, uh, you know, sometime around the seven o'clock hour to look out over the uh, the infield and see. Uh, Shaq and his DJ table and uh, maybe a, a two turntables and a microphone. Uh, we'll see what uh, w- what Shaq's going to be able to present. Are you excited about that? Oh yeah, Joe. I, I love Shaq, man. He's, not, <laughs> he's how many? I, he's a singer now. I mean, how much money does this guy have? He, every time you turn the TV on, he's on a commercial, and now he's now he's doing rap. This is this is the greatest thing ever. Well, uh, I mean, he's been a rapper for a long time. I mean, we're talking back to like the the mid '90s when when he had his first, uh, uh, you know, hits in terms of releases, uh, uh, records and albums and things like that. But uh, he, I, you, people know know him more now for uh, for Papa John's and for for giving away, you know, bicycles when he goes to a Walmart. I mean, this is it's a guy who's uh, you know he's got his fingers in I think everything and and now. Uh, uh, yeah, I, just to see him in Cleveland, it'll be interesting. It, it, a lot of people forget he played a season for the Cavaliers right before he uh, he retired. He he was here trying to get uh, um, you know one of LeBron's last seasons before he left for Miami, uh, trying yeah. to get him a ring. So so trying to get Shaq's, a ring for the King wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> so I mean, Shaq kind of coming back to Cleveland. I I don't know. It should be interesting, but. 
Uh, it's still nothing's going to beat the Beach Boys. Come on. You're talking about a postgame concert at a Cleveland baseball game. You still got to go back to the Beach Boys as the number one all time postgame concert. Right. I mean, that's that that's the one that 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 set the standard. I have yeah, beach. I got. I remember Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young too. I think one of those games. <laughs> well, uh, I mean, you and maybe uh, a few of the uh, uh, the old folks who listen to our, uh, yeah, our podcast, yeah, maybe. Citizens. Maybe. Yeah, th- there you go. But uh, uh, I still somewhere down the basement, I might still have that uh, the poster from the uh, the Beach Boys concert back in like 1986 or something like that. It was uh, uh, that was a lot of fun. But uh, you know, I was not even 10 years old at the time. So, uh, so yeah, we, we've got that to look forward to, uh, during the season. Uh, they continue to, to make progress on the uh, construction over at progressive field. Uh, I'm hearing that they're eventually going to be removing the crane from center field and, and, uh, put it starting to put the grass back in, which kind of seems like an important thing to have. Uh, if you're going to play a baseball game on April 8th is that, uh, you want to have outfield grass, uh, at the ballpark, but, uh, the, the construction and the updates are, are continuing and, uh, we're going to have a, a whole bunch of different places to drink beer in the ballpark points. It, it, it should be uh, a lot more fun. It's a great, is that a great thing or not, Jill? I mean, baseball, lots of beer, <laughs> hopefully <laughs> lots the sun of different is out. options. Lots of and now we places. get to see Shaq. I mean, you yeah. won't be able to miss Shaq. He's like one of the largest human beings in, on earth, isn't he? He's a pretty big dude, and um, I, I'm curious to see how they present the, uh, you know, him, him out there on stage, I guess. So they're going to roll another stage out from the outfield wall uh, like they did with the concert last year, which was – that was a good time. It was it was interesting, but it was, you know, uh, again, you, you've got to be pretty much a big fan of, uh, of Shaq or whatever band they decide they want to pull out there. Uh, it's not like, uh, you know, Billy Joel or Elton John like they did, uh, you know, a couple of years back as well. All right, Hoinsey, that's going to wrap up today's edition of the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. Uh, we'll check in with you uh, again later on this week as uh, as you return from uh, from Goodyear. And we'll uh, we'll pick your brain over what we've learned about the Guardians after the first uh, week and a half of camp uh, here on Cleveland.com. We'll talk to you then. Good deal, Joe.